And that's that's why like when you're first starting out with things, you're like, well, I have nothing to lose. So that's why you're learning so many things, right? You just you have nothing to compare it to and you're you're just a baby with it really. Hey everyone, you're listening to 2M Creative Labs the podcast. This podcast is about improvement in three parts. Learn, share, do. We learn from some talented creatives as they share their process and story on the pursuit of their passions. On this episode, we talk to Gina Macri, an actor, writer, and model from Winnipeg. We first met during a short film Lam was working on, and from then, we had a shared passion for creating skits and filming short stories. Gina talks about what drew her into acting, advice to portray emotions to the audience, and experiences on how to create short films on a budget. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to the episode of the podcast. And I guess just to kind of get us started, we'll go around the table. My name is Juan, and I'm your host today. I'm Serena. I'm here today. <laughs> I'm here today. I'm Gina, and I am also here today. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Today's guest is Gina, and I guess just to get started, uh, maybe you could introduce yourself, who you are, and what you do. I'm Gina. I'm here today. <laughs> What do I do? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, well, I bartend and I host and I try to be an actress. It's <laughs> pretty much my thing. It's mm-hmm. what I want to do anyways. Yeah, so that's pretty much kind of how we got to yeah. know each other, right? It was There was an idea of a short film that Lam, who was in this podcast before, wanted to shoot. And he said, hey, we need two actors. It's going to be like a very dramatic kind of emotional thing. You think you can find somebody that... Him. actually in a relationship yeah <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be cool if they're in actually a relationship and wants to <laughs> yes. really act it out and i said i have no i have no idea who actors i can ask and then i sent a message to daryl right and he said yo you should you should reach out to these people they're pretty pretty chill and one thing led to another and well here we are you know here we are <laughs> <laughs> this is so true mm-hmm. but finally before that it's like I had you on a list of people to to talk to and bring right. on to the podcast through Matt. Through Matt. So either but, way, we would have met. Either way, we would have met somehow, <laughs> which is I think really cool to kind of see the community is very tight knit in some yeah. ways and very small. And very true. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell us maybe how you got started with acting and how you want to pursue that? Hmm. Hmm. It all goes back. <laughs> um. I guess about. Maybe six years ago now. Um, I had broken up uh, with a lo- from a long-term relationship, and it was one of those moments where I was like, "Okay, gotta get a hobby, gotta do, like get my mind off of things." So I was watching. I think it's called The Warrior. It's Tom Hardy, and I forgot the other guy's name. But my mom and I were watching it, and I was like, "Ah." Oh, these guys are so good. Like my mom's like crying. She's like, I hate actors. They're so stupid for making me cry. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's awesome though. And she's like, would you do it? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to act. She said, well, why don't you look at like Google some classes? So I did it and found a class and did that for a few years. Yeah, I just, I loved the process of getting to learn. I don't know, I guess how people would act without it being too regimented of mm-hmm. well you're doing it right you're doing it wrong it's just like there's your character and play it how you want to and I really liked that I enjoyed that for a long time and then it started to get into auditions so like short films or auditions for uh, feature films and then I started to see how like it was totally different than just being in class <laughs> it's just like no there are right and wrongs because now people are choosing you for you know mm-hmm. what's what's right for the film or what's right with other um the other actors that might be in it because you have to mesh there has to be a good vibe all that kind of stuff so yeah i really enjoyed that process of kind of learning how things are and over all the years um things are very different for me now i haven't been taking a lot of classes anymore um and i'm i'm fine with that that's a choice i've made <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I just I like doing the short films at the moment, mm-hmm. kind of being able to do have more creative freedom, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Did you ever when when that was a moment where it's like a need a new hobby kind of thing? Did you ever see it as something becoming more than just a way to get mm-hmm. your mind off of things? And um, 
I think after the first month of classes after that, I was like, no, this is what I want to do now, like legit for the rest, I can for the rest of my life. <laughs> Even if it's not so much like while I'm on the red carpet, if I can do film in my own way and like us, like if we're just kind of making things as we go, that's cool. I would really like to do that. Yeah. 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 I guess just, we still don't have a name for it, but um, to kind of add to <laughs> that, we, you, me, um, Anthony, which will yeah. eventually go on here. If he's listening now, <laughs> um, do note that Gina gets to talk trash. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and Lam, I've decided to make a little kind of group to make short films with. Mm -hmm. And because there's something about that that's very enjoyable. I mean, I don't know if you could describe your kind of draw why you're drawn to making things like short films and why you're drawn to being in front of the camera and acting out those sorts of characters um to me I just, mm. it's hard for me to verbalize that but yes that is a hard question <laughs> <laughs> i hear a lot of other interviews that are like from actors that say well i'm a, i'm a storyteller i really like telling that kind of uh, telling other people's stories and i agree with that to an extent but i think it's more to be more personal about it it's it's that I've never known myself so hardcore in such a way like other people could just explain themselves very, very easily. And I've never been able to do that. <laughs> so I think it's like, maybe this is more me. Maybe this character is more like me. And maybe that's kind of helping me find myself, like finding my way through all these different characters that I can possibly play. And I also think it just kind of gives me a one-up of being an actor because I'm not set in my ways. I'm not, I don't want to say stubborn, but it's not like I have such a huge, like one focus of personality that people can peg me as, well, of course, Gina's going to be this. Mm -hmm. It's it's more like, well, she might be able to, let's see. <laughs> yeah. So I I like that part about it. And I like being able to be diverse, I guess, if I can be. You got a pretty broad range. I mean, I've only seen what like two, three movies and films that you guys have shot, but yeah. the sh the video, the short film that we shot, and you started doing your lines here. Mm -hmm. It was like in my mind, it just kind of clicked. It's like, oh, these are legit actors. This is what it's like to kind of really convey a character and through more than just words and more than just uh, like actions. But also when we did the other short film, um, the Christmas one, it's like there's a more, there's a different kind of range that you can play as well. And that's super cool to kind of see. Well, like, thank you. <laughs> um, do you have any preferences or did you find any preferences on which kind of roles you wanted to be more uh, focused in? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm not, I, I don't think I could ever do comedy. Um, as much as I love like in real life joking around and being um, just kind of bullshitting, <laughs> I find acting wise, I'm not, I can't engage myself enough because I just feel like it's more, I mean, not that I'm saying it's super easy to do like comedies. I'm not saying that at all. It's incredibly difficult, but I feel like t for me trying to pull off comedy, it's just more. I don't know. I can't get there. <laughs> I just can't get there mentally. <laughs> um, but whatever, obviously, I try my best for what we have to do at times. But mm. preferably, like, dramatic um, action stuff would probably be my thing. Mm -hmm. Same with horror. I think that that would be more hard to do, like, as well as the comedy stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like I just can't... Can't really sell it. Yeah, yeah. Really I think that would make sense. So like, I kind of see you more like you're very, you'd be very gung ho to like face that kind of haunted house or yeah, <laughs> yeah. And to convey okay. somebody that's like a little more terrified about that is like and just doing those like those screams sometimes with people and it, they make it believable that it's they're terrified. I don't think I'd be good at that. I know I'm a bad screamer, so it wouldn't sound right. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things. Wait, is that something that you guys do in like acting school? <laughs> It's like, all right, today's class is We're about screaming. just screaming. Everybody put on your uh, earplugs. Yes, and totally. Gina, up, up front. Oh, no. I didn't practice. I had a late yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we've never had that kind of a class, no. Mm -hmm. 
How was act? How was acting school? Um, I hear a lot about it from Matt because he went to mm-hmm. Toronto, mm-hmm. and he told me it's a very intense kind of like what four month program for him, and I thought it was uh-huh. just going to be kind of theater acting, but it was there's a broad range of stuff that they teach. But how was it for you in terms of what you learned mm-hmm. and kind of how it was eye opening? I suppose to mm-hmm. go from watching Tom Hardy to actually being in. <laughs> that kind of role. Yeah, so there are different classes that you you can um, kind of pinpoint for yourself, like if you want more theater or film and television. I took theater just in high school and stuff like that, and I liked it for what it was. Never really thought anything beyond that at the point. But then later on, when I did take the film and television class it was it was so different because my teacher would tell me you you hold back everything whereas theater is projecting everything it's louder it's bigger like your expressions have to show the back of the room that's kind of like their rule of thumb like make sure that whoever's sitting at the very back will know what you're portraying what you're saying all that kind of stuff and so film because the camera is usually so like specifically pointed in certain ways at your face or the other person's face. Um, Obviously there's microphones attached to you most of the time. Everything has to be way more subdued and just like you don't have to do much. With the first, like I've taken a few different classes with different teachers. The first teacher I had would tell me like, you already have a lot of emotion in your face, like in real life. So just know that. And then when you are in front of the camera, like you don't have to move around. You don't have to like, if I'm frowning, I don't have to frown incredibly because <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the viewers will know and they'll like the more mystery you can kind of hold on to, the more your audience will want to keep watching kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that I would have never ever known and nobody none of the other teachers after that had ever said anything like that so I'm glad I got um that perspective from that teacher after that though it was kind of the I found that my classes got less and less educational it was more just like like a repeat practice which is always good mm-hmm. you know like going to the gym you have to keep your muscles you know in line and stuff like that and but yeah, I just kind of found it after a while that I wasn't learning as much and I I didn't want to get out of who I thought I was as an actor. Just kind of a hard thing to wrap your head around, but like mm-hmm. sometimes if you're if you're practicing so much in a certain way, then when you go to do it and the director is like, No, that's not what we wanted then I'm like, Oh, okay, but I don't know any other way then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you kinda of like put yourself in a corner and you can't have that, so yeah, so I kind of got out of it for a while. I just wanted to focus on my myself and my way that I was doing it because I feel like I trust myself in acting nowadays. I think it's really awesome to have that self-confidence to know that you've got a certain style now that you know is more natural mm-hmm. and it'll come through more, right? That's it, yeah, right. because it's, it's like a product, like, you know, like you're selling yourself in, in that sense, so I want to make sure that it's quality product mm-hmm. i don't want to screw it up too much with what other people tell me or if it's negative things then obviously i want to take what i can from it if i can learn from it but if i'm like you know what i feel like i did it good this way and it's totally a subjective thing so i don't know right exactly <laughs> and it's like you 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 still have to work with the director and yeah. how they wanted to see something and based totally. on how you acted i was like actually that's way better than my like image and yeah. that could be a very real situation too definitely it's interesting you brought up the like being too stuck into the training can actually be a negative thing we Serena and i kind of talked about that with somebody who's like you know you spend too much time in the practice of it that you get into a real situation it's like that's way too yes too rigid and you know it's not the right form that yeah you want it's so weird right even you tell someone okay just walk normally and because you're telling them walk normally then you're suddenly thinking about it even though you do it every mm-hmm. day it's no yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's getting your mind out of it like out of your own mind i guess you could say mm-hmm. that's a tricky part 
Mm-hmm. So you had a model once that you said just walk normally and it was like a runway kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> my huge thing for runways is when they do the prom walk. Or like the pageant walk. You know when you uh, see pageant? Yes. Yes. And there's like that elbow that goes out. Right. That weird <laughs> hand on hip uh, sort of triangle. And you were telling them not to? Yes. It was driving me nuts. <laughs> and so... <laughs> it wasn't for the right purpose. No, it wasn't right. for the right, right purpose, but their muscles were used to that. Mm-hmm. And oh. so like, you know, when you walk to the end of a runway, you stop... Mm-hmm. And you pose and you move backwards. They would stop, do the triangle, hand on hip thing, right. and then go backwards. And it's like too much smiling. Tone down the smiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's funny. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. <laughs> that's also the same thing for music too. I used to do. I used to be in a band, and the guy that I would create most of the. He would do most of the electronic stuff for it, and I would kind of write the vocals for it. But he was so educated in music for so many years that if he, if I would like, I don't know, hum him something or tune of some kind or play something on the piano, he'd be like, okay, so technically then this uh, chord should go with this and this chord should go with that. And I was like, doesn't it have to be all about like what chord, as long as it sounds cool, <laughs> you know, like... And then he'd be like, you're right, I have to I have to tone it down because what you came up with is fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to get out of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he gets into like an almost expert kind of mode. Yeah. Um, it can it can also be a very restrictive thing, I right. think. Yeah, um, because you think, you're not thinking out of the box anymore, really. You're like looking at certain notes, I guess you could say. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's... You, oh, sorry. sorry go on. No, do you think that that could be why some people find themselves in creative ruts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah well yeah like when when we were doing our brainstorming session <laughs> yeah. for like the new year's kind of party yeah. and it was just like all ideas are good and like don't limit yourself to just right. what might be good it's like let's pick the worst ideas i always like doing like <laughs> give me your worst idea yeah. and let's start from there because if that's okay then everything else will probably be good that's so true right and that enables everybody to just kind of speak their mind and be as creative as like they can come up with that's right yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's important to have a good like a comfortable group i guess to like whoever you are working with um so you don't feel like even if you're screwing up then you're gonna get I don't know, laughed at or yeah. maybe like <laughs> pushed out of the group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think it's true. Like for me personally, like creative ruts do come from like, we went for photos once and I was just so in my head of like, I got to get this right. And like, there's a certain way that I should figure this out because I'm now at this level where like I'm better than what I used to be. And it's, yeah. I don't want it to be amateurish anymore. Right. Which actually has been more detrimental to me making stuff and learning new things because I get so caught up in like perfection yes. to where I think I'm at. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why like when you're first starting out with things, you're like, well, I have nothing to lose. So that's why you're learning so many things, right? You just, you have nothing to compare it to and you're, you're just a baby with it really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it can get tricky. Not that you want to stop learning, but it's, <laughs> you have to keep encouraging yourself that like, it'll be okay. Yeah. It's, it's a great mentality to have in most cases. Like you, in, in some respects, depending on what you're working with, like there is stakes at hand, but mm. you know, to allow yourself to kind of mess up right. is huge. Definitely. I mean, it goes into bloopers, right? Which is the best thing ever. <laughs> Always the best. Thank you, Jackie Chan, for this. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the best part. It mm-hmm. yeah. uh, That's funny. Yeah. I think, too, that, that um, when I was starting to act after I was kind of wanting to get out of my own headspace, that was part of it because I was really letting go. And they were telling, like, okay, walk around in a circle, pretend you're a dinosaur. Now you're turning into a chicken. Now you're turning into a baby and it was just like the most absurd things but everyone else was doing it too and and it was just like that was the moment I was not embarrassed anymore I wasn't being like no I have to kind of look cool still (laughs) (laughs) it's just like hey no I am a dinosaur all right (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's a good lesson to learn in life anyways to not be just to not yeah to not be stuck in your own 
ways and to like if you're gonna screw up screw up hard so that you know it's not like it's like a legitimate try yeah yeah totally versus half half trying that's it yeah that's it I like that. I think I should take take more of that into it. Just like just, yes. just screw up a little bit more, you know, and maybe it'd be fine. If we're all just screw up, so like like the world would be wet much better. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's my motto. You also write too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, one of the most fascinating things I heard was it's like a therapy session for Anthony. He would just lie yeah. on the couch and just kind of talk. About, like, this idea that he had, and you kind of fleshed it out, and... <laughs> yeah, it's Talk a about the process, because... <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, I mean, it started out a couple of years back, because um, our computer was literally right beside the couch, so that was... That was the only other place for him to sit. We only had one computer chair, so he would lie on the couch, get comfy, and then I'd be at the the computer because I typed faster or whatever. He didn't like typing, whatever it was. <laughs> um, Such and, a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I liked writing in general anyways, whereas I don't think he's really like, he's more of a drawer than a writer, let's just say, story-wise. And so he would always have these little like ideas for a short or for a feature or whatever it was and so he'd start talking and he'd just lie there and it would look like we would joke because it would look like a therapy session (laughs) he'd lie there just stare at like the ceiling and then um I'd be typing behind him or beside him and then I would put it into like script form and he would tell me ideas so it's not like okay and then Susan said and then it's a flashback to this it would be more like he's telling a story that he like a dream like oh and then something happened this happened that happened and then maybe she says something okay let me translate <laughs> give me a moment and then i type something out and be like so how about this blah 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 and then he was like yeah no good let's do that <laughs> so it was cool because i didn't have to kind of wait for something to come to me creatively to write and but i was still feeling creative because it was through him and vice versa he didn't have to not get something out on paper because he didn't know how or didn't feel like it and we got to work off each other for that so it was the best of both worlds mm-hmm. i guess yeah was there anything that's anything that you guys created lately that came from that process lately hmm what does that mean <laughs> well that's, that's fair last um, you guys were shooting a short film and had produced it for like what <laughs> a year and a half yeah that was so for the kill switch that one was that was his idea that came from another much shorter film that we had started and then he kind of thought you know what we could do this bigger and better and so we scrapped the short film we're like hey let's just try to write it out and we did and we're like hey it doesn't seem like too many locations it doesn't seem like too much money like it seems pretty feasible like we could do Mm -hmm. this and just asked around talked to people made some new friends which was really cool and did it on super low budget and it kind of worked out for what we wanted at that point anyways Mm -hmm. yeah nothing really too much um like we have some ideas floating around right now but nothing that we've started doing the therapy sessions (laughs) for How is how is making short films on that kind of budget level um, really um, trying to get the most out of it's? I don't know enough about the industry, like within the acting and like short film, like film industry, to understand. I guess like the level of production, right? Like I'm very much like a run and gun kind of guy <laughs> who is like, hey. I've got a project idea. It's like, sweet, we could do that. Like, you know, when the sun's setting and right. like, there's this much traffic and it'll totally. be perfect. Totally, go with the flow. Yeah. Um, so to kind of um, see the more planned out and curated kind of thing, I'm just curious kind of a, how that experience is like. Right. So, I mean, Anthony has done a lot of those too, like the, kind of the spur of the moment. I guess that's more for his uh, his YouTube channel. 
Um, and because they're they're kind of just fight scenes, so he kind of whips something up. Hey, like, are you free to do this fight? And we'll meet in the woods. And <laughs> like, we don't need lights, whatever. Like, <laughs> just go where nobody else is, and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think though, because he was doing that so often, he was like, let's. And and I couldn't do anything um, with him. Like, I would go to maybe help with I don't know making sure the stuff didn't get stolen or like making sure everyone was safe. But like creatively, um, for me, I couldn't let anything out with that. I can't fight. So what am I supposed to do? (laughs) So I think because I was starting to be like, well, I'd like it if we could do something more dramatic or like just a short of, even if it was a horror and we're just like practicing kind of like how we were saying with, with lamb, like if we were just doing stuff just to, try new things I was yeah kind of like well maybe we should try something a little different (laughs) (laughs) and of course too I wanted it to be um like if if he did have an action scene in it and could fight someone cool but like maybe I could have a little part where I just talk to someone Uh, and then we started to come up with things and he's like, well, you know, I have this new idea and you can play this character and, uh, like in Kuya, I think we showed you, it was kind of like, I played this, this bad guy. I didn't have any lines, but at least I could play a character in it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was in a fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he got to have his fight scene like afterwards. So it was fine. So I think like between the two, it was like, how can we both be creatively happy and still, like get something across that I don't know people might be entertained by. Mm-hmm. Now I want to know the flip side of when you do get hired for for work. Uh, how is it kind of? What is what does that look like? Um, so I just did one for Skip the Dishes the other week, and how they explained it for the submission, like for what to submit to. It was like, literally, they said, resting bitch face. (laughs) 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 It's like, sign me up, that's me. (laughs) Um, Strong cheekbones. Like, they had a very specific visual in mind, I guess. And sometimes it's not always about that. It's more like maybe a certain shape, figure, um, muscly or whatever. Uh, maybe an age range. Um, but this one was, yeah, it was pretty specific. <laughs> okay. So they chose me for that. And I knew a couple of the, the crew just from doing other like short films and um, some TV shows and stuff like that. I don't know. Everything's usually pretty chill. All the ones that I've gone to, mm-hmm. just a handful, not a crazy amount or anything. But they've all been really, really relaxed in a sense that like we know it's a team like crew and actors are separate but we we know like okay actors know their job is to kind of be quiet when they're not on set crew kind of knows their place that like you don't want to talk too much to actors so that you don't screw them up if they need their lines like in their head or whatever but like for the skip the dishes one it was just it was a silly kind of a script it's supposed to be funny uh so that obviously helps the day go by too because everyone's kind of in that mood you have to kind of stay in that vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was uh food on set which always helps <laughs> <laughs> it'd be weird to have skip not serve food for right. some reason in my mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty cool because um yeah everyone was just really chill there was only um like basically the director the i guess the lighting guy and the camera so basically there's just three people in the room unless there were other actors and the more people that are on set at that same time the more chaotic and crazy things can get because everyone's you're, you don't, you're not supposed to be talking but of course then you're like okay well should this stand be here or you know should, should we move this table so that the lighting's better on the side and making sure everything's everyone has their own job right so it's hard to not be talking but ultimately it should just be like the director and if you know, they should be designating or, um, mm. yeah, designating what's going on, but that doesn't happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when it's really, like a small kind of crew like that and just a few actors, then it's, it makes the day for me, I feel like it's always a lot more fun and, um, and just, it's, it makes for an easier day because you can actually talk to them. They can talk to you. You're not just separated all the time. And yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
the more intense something uh, is supposed to be or the more serious of a tone of the film or the video you're shooting mm. i guess the mood kind of translates to the rest of the non-shooting portion because i always thought well when lamb and i were talking even with the short film that we were shooting it's like as serious as the tone of that film was gonna be we were yeah. all kind of just joking around <laughs> yeah and when it gets to like okay we're rolling like everybody seems to have just kind of snapped and like all right we're not working again right and it's super cool to kind of see that level of professionalism where it's not just a bunch of like you know playing or like horsing around yes. kind of thing and that's that's one thing i when when we were shooting anthony's scene of like him just like shedding a tear mm -hmm. and we were also goofing around that entire time and at yeah. some point you guys all realize like oh yeah we're still rolling and then like yeah, let's get this. So mm -hmm. then, let's yeah. get that right, you know. Yeah. And I find that to be, like, difficult to, even for me personally, to be like, oh, yeah, right, we're working. Because kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you're having so much fun making something, it's in so my true. opinion. Um, yeah. That you kind of get lost in that sort of joy. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. And that's what helps, though, when, when you actually are like you know you're there for a reason in that sense whether you're getting paid or not and you're you're wanting a, an end result from whatever project it is it, it i mean there's going to be people that aren't as let's say professional um that don't know when to stop talking and you do have to say like okay like i know we like to have a good time but <laughs> <laughs> you have to chill out now because yeah it and again, too, like the more people you do have on set, the harder it is. Yeah. But it's so true. It's like <laughs> we're here for for like a certain reason. Let's let's get as much accomplished as we can. That's nice. And now I think I know more understand when Matt says, "Yeah, like we've been on set for fourteen hours now, and this dude hasn't been able to do stuff because everybody else or something right. is going on that makes it very hard to actually work and, mm -hmm. and do stuff." So it's interesting. So besides Tom Hardy. <laughs> Um, who has inspired you in terms of being an actor, especially like the more dramatic kind of mm. uh, sense, if at all, if any? Well, that's a hard question. We're full of hard questions, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why you have the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. I, I have to say Angelina Jolie in the sense of, not because I think she's the greatest actor god i hope she's not listening right now um <laughs> that'd be so dope she's listening <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> i don't even care about your reputation but really, she's listening right now that's what i'm saying so. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the headline oh, of this is like yeah. bashing angelina Jolie. <laughs> totally damn it <laughs> um i i loved her her old stuff like when she used to be super weird which i think like because of tabloids or rumors or whatever is going on now people don't remember that she used to be like this big weirdo that was just like nerdy and like like had blood vials and stuff like that and yet she was like so into acting and acting different um different characters that were so like kind of oddball but she was still obviously super attractive so I find like it's hard to kind of, I haven't really seen that um, much anywhere else. Or maybe it's the films necessarily, because films made in the 90s are a little different than now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I really enjoyed that part. And I, I would like to do stuff like that. That's more, if I could play something that's not just something that's supposed to be, say. Like a damsel in distress yeah. or... Yeah, like the like badass, supposed to be like Scarlett Johansson exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, Boom. like where you're supposed to look hot or supposed to look really cool. But it's like, if you can still play something that's believable, even if you are supposed to look pretty or, or really cool looking, if you can still make it, yeah, like, no, this, this character is interesting. It's not about what they look like, even though they might happen to also be, mm -hmm. like, whatever, attractive in some form that's that's interesting to me that i like that kind of part or kind of roles to play that are like that um so yeah definitely her i like that i like her um i don't know man it's hard that's okay <laughs> <laughs> do you have any movies that you would recommend to kind of show that a little bit more of that range i guess it makes sense the way that you spoke about acting and how you get to play so many different uh, facets and Mm -hmm. characters that have this depth to them um to be inspired by somebody like angelina jolie's old stuff 
Um, like hackers. <laughs> Nobody's seen hackers. That's terrible. <laughs> Everyone should see hackers. <laughs> it's awful, but it's a wonderful movie. It's, it's so great. Uh, Girl Interrupted. That's a little more, I guess, more recent than when she was super young. But yeah, and in, in that sense too, Winona Ryder. I like her movies too. Oh, I liked her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's also that kind of nerdy oddball. I don't know, character, I guess, mm-hmm. that just shows not necessarily like she can't play anything else because she's done those timepiece movies like Crucible, stuff like that. So it's cool to see, but then she's actually also really um, awkward in certain movies, and it's it's wonderful to be able to portray that even though you know that she's not faking it. It's just her, I don't know, pulling herself out of these different characters that makes sense Mm -hmm. if you could share something with people who are starting out in terms of acting or want to start acting um, what would you tell them what would you share Mm. i wish in ways that um the first acting class that i took was still around because it was very informative for beginners um and other ones that i've been to even though i've seen people say in those classes I have never done a class before. I know nothing about acting, but they don't, those teachers don't say what you need to know on set, even if you're starting as a background member. There are certain rules that when you're on a, on a film set and you're, you ask to be back, background, like you, you have something to do. There's a job for you, but most of the time you're just waiting around, but there's still things that you have to know, like be respectful of and not to talk too much and don't try talking to the actors, don't try taking pictures, that kind of stuff. Certain things are common sense, but who knows, you know, you're on a movie set, right? You're excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of things tend to annoy me now when I see new newbies that are like, well, yeah, I just got asked to do this. And I'm like, that's great, but you're not supposed to be doing that. So <laughs> not to discourage you from doing it, but I wish there was a class for those those people that were like, you know what, I'd like to get into acting or even just background for you know doing the extra time but I I don't really know of one right now (laughs) (laughs) other than that though I would say if you want to act don't be persuaded to not keep yourself I've I've heard of some teachers to say like I can tell it's you because you have this like little twitch you do or your your mouth moves a certain way when you are thinking about something and it's like I, I think that's part of you. And, I, you know, like, Leonardo DiCaprio has that. He has that little, like, smirk that he does sometimes. And that's just, it's him. And even though he's playing completely different characters, we all know he's great at acting. It's it's just him. And it doesn't make it non-believable. And I like that. I like that, like seeing that in actors and different people, even if you're not acting. Like, don't try to hide certain things that make you you. Otherwise, you're just a robot. <laughs> like, we're basically getting there with movies now, too. Like, just robots are just... Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I would say. Keep yourself... You know, know what the character should be and what's worth showing. But, yeah, don't try to kind of mask everything 100%. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting perspective because I've always watched acting and actors kind of... And I always thought, like... These aren't who they are, you know, mm-hmm. but there's a certain way that they move. There's a certain way that they mm-hmm. position their like body that is very much just only they do. Right. And those are actually really cool and makes it more natural. Um, yeah. Especially if like you're going natural. for something yeah. more of a natural like mm-hmm. photo or maybe even like a more natural believable scene mm-hmm. is to let them have those moments. And I guess... It also does depend on who's the directing. It's like, oh, like... Yeah. But then you would know, like, that you just wouldn't suit the role because... That too. Especially when you get into, like, more serious, like, big (laughs) budget films. But, (laughs) yeah. Again, I think it's a common sense thing. Like, you're gonna... You're gonna know what is too much of you and what isn't. Or I think you should if you're practicing enough. And Yeah. Like, I, I saw this one um, documentary about Heath Ledger. It was after, obviously, after he passed away. But his family was saying, like, we were watching this movie with him, and we were just saying, like, 
that he's not acting. That's just him. And we, they were all laughing about it. And like, that's only their family would know that, of course, or really close people to him. But that that's part of it. Like, you're not going to show as an actor, you're not going to show everything to everyone at the same time mm-hmm. ever. So what you can piece from yourself and put it into a certain character to make sense. And people are like, oh, that was amazing what he just did there. But it's like, that's just, it's just him or you or whoever, you know, those, those are the little like gems that you want to, you want to keep, you want to look for. So yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. I like that for sure as well. Cause yeah, like you can tell cause some people are just really good at certain roles and Mm -hmm. I guess that's why you get typecasted at times too, cause it's really good, but then you get, you also want to have those opportunities to show that range. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. What is something creative unrelated to your current field that helps your work now? Well, possibly music. I don't do it as often as much uh, anymore, as much as I used to. There has been certain teachers as well that have said, well, because you did music, you're used to maybe a certain flow of like how you should say a line. And then you get stuck in that because like a song, you, you know how to sing something a certain way that never changes. But for acting, like I was saying before, you kind of want it to be diverse. You want range, you want tone to be different sometimes, and not just you, but whoever you're acting with or for. That has helped me because I used to be stuck in that. And so I, I think that, at least with music, it's kind of been like, well, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. When you're listening to a song, you feel a certain way right if mm-hmm. you're or vice versa if you feel a certain way you feel like listening to a specific song and that's kind of how like i look at characters now it's like okay get into the right tone the right mood again you're not faking it you're just this is the song i'm listening to so i, I can just chill or i can dance or i can sing along with it or i can rock out or i'm just gonna fall asleep to it <laughs> So it's the same thing, I think, for, for characters, for act, acting certain things. You can just, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of just let it roll. You don't have to think too much about it. I think um, I can really connect that with uh, um, Stefan. He's a ballet dancer, and, you know, he's like, you really put right. yourself into the role, which does mean you channel the emotions of the character that you're playing with. And so listening to the things that would mm-hmm. generate those emotions within you yeah. helps you with the actions that you're going to take. Because then they're more believable, they're more real, and then that emotion carries to the audience. And Totally. That's really cool. I like that. Um, what would you value learning that isn't your current field, but would help with your work? That would help. Hmm. <laughs> um, two things. I'm not sure what one of them is actually called, but I'll explain. (laughs) So psychology, because that would be really good to know of how, you know, when you lean in, that actually means this and stuff like that, Uh, body language and what people are thinking when they're not talking about certain things. Um, That and when you're trying to describe... Now I'm playing charades. <laughs> um, when someone says like, okay, so uh, she just made this expression. What do you think she's saying? What, is, what does that mean? But put in one word. And I'm terrible at that. <laughs> but I feel like um, that would be very helpful hmm. because then I can, you know, if I'm reading a script and I have to know, and point form, you know, what this person is doing here. And I can just jot it down next to it and just say, okay, instead of writing this speech of, well, this is what I think she's thinking about or he's thinking about or whatever, I can just be like, okay, um, dismissive or proactive uh. or, you know. I don't know if there's an actual class for that, but. <laughs> there's an actual term for it? I don't even know if there is a term for it, but yeah. if there is. It's like nutshelling, that. but it's not really nutshelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in, yeah, in a nutshell, yeah. like what, what's the word for this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Grammar class, maybe that's what I need. Some kind of <laughs> English class, some sort. <laughs> I can see why that would help you though, right? Because, yeah. um, again, like 
pr projecting that either like proactive kind of character or dismissive character makes mm -hmm. makes those scripts makes reading out those scripts more believable man it's like yeah. why when when you were acting out here like and doing those lines that i don't know where lamb came up with those words and i, I don't even know right. if you just sort of ad-libbed it and like channeled your inner <laughs> frustrations right but it was great but it was so like because you were very into like that kind of character and and I love that um, that support system from whoever is directing um, because, yeah, it just it totally helps me. And it's not you're, it's not that they're forcing something on you saying like, well, you're not doing it right or I mean, it's never it's never supposed to be like be sad. Mm -hmm. Like that's always like a, a big X on that in the film industry. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And you're never supposed to say something like that or like be angry right now, be happy. It's like, it should be more specific because no one's ever just sad, right? Mm -hmm. They're thinking about something else, something in their mind. I mean, I doubt anyone's ever said, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm sad. Like it's never, it's like, I'm okay. But then you know something else is up, right? Because it's something on their face or they, the way that they say, I'm okay. So, yeah, very helpful when directors have that kind of linguistic mm -hmm. skill that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to, like, modeling and posing, I think that makes so much more sense. And to be able to say, like, think about these things um, as you're acting these motions mm -hmm. versus saying, be happy or, like, be, be sad. Like, this is convey sadness through these actions. Yeah. It's like... That's not how like the human mind works, I guess. It's you're thinking about something or there's something mm -hmm. that's coming up on your mind that generates those feelings that yes. will convey in your actions. So well, that makes more sense to storytelling by nature. Yeah. Because if you're thinking about the actual story, then the emotions should follow along versus just generic terms. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you're not talking to a three-year-old. Yes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you are, but even for those child actors, I mean, they still have to think about something. Mm -hmm. um, there is a, in, if, if you've seen Kramer versus Kramer. I have not, no. But there's a scene where this kid is supposed to cry, like be super sad because they got really badly hurt. And he was just not crying and they're like what are we gonna do so then dustin hoffman who's in it he says you know what to the kid he's like none of this cast and crew here all these people around you that you've made friends with you're never gonna see them again ever <laughs> he just starts bawling and they're like okay we're all let's go let's go oh my goodness like oh it's pretty tragic to tell the child but yeah. like I mean, it's, it is a mind process and it's not about necessarily method acting. I don't mean that, but there is, it's to a totally different thing when you, you have to feel something and it brings something up that you're now able to portray it instead of just showing a mask of it or yeah, regurgitating something that's not going to be <laughs> genuine at all. Yeah. I love that. I'm so sad the sirens were in the way. <laughs> that would have been like a prime like clip. <laughs> Content, <Last>. baby. <laughs> uh, what is the best habit you've formed and why would you say that it's the best habit? Maybe mindset, if that may, that's a little bit more approachable. Maybe it's that I, I've changed my way of thinking when people tell me, things that they like or dislike i think I, I used to be a lot more not competitive not that's totally not the word but i would i would think about how i thought of it when they would tell me how they thought of whatever it was and that was totally wrong and that was like after high school it was like okay you know you can't keep this up because you're not gonna make friends <laughs> and uh like you need to be more mature it was just not work, not working out. I would say that I've gotten a lot better and I've completely turned that around in, a, in more of a way that it's helped me even acting because now I can think when someone tells me they like such and such, I can ask why or like, what is it about? Show me whatever it is. And then I can get into their headspace rather than trying to stay in mine and be like, well, I don't like that or I do like that. It doesn't matter. It's about 
what they're telling you. And not that this has to do with acting still, but I'm just going to say it on the side. It totally helps because you're still getting out of your own mindset and not judging. You should never judge whatever character you're supposed to be playing. You're just, you're just going with it. It's a good thing to kind of learn, pick up on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pat on the back. <laughs> Huge props. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's it's a lot more productive, right? To be able to you know, oh, why do you like this thing? So then I can do more of that. Or like, what is it about this that wasn't good? Versus getting all defensive about like, oh, but I thought this was good. Yes. It doesn't really move anything forward, and doesn't make for a better result, yeah. right? Um, it's terrible. But it, it is tough. It is tough. <laughs> I mean, like, especially like if you were in high school at the time, it's like... Yeah. But know. I mean, there's still times I just remember so many things so vividly that I'm like, oh, I was just such Do you a wanna douchebag. Share? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share? Yeah, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Um, uh, any other questions, Trina, that you might have to ask you in terms nope. of acting? <laughs> All right. Um, I guess the last thing is where can we find and support your work? Is there any short films that we could look out for or watch now that we can see and support you and yeah i don't have a website or anything (laughs) um probably the best way is on my instagram um just because we post things if we do youtube or short film things um i usually post about it and then through that it's either like vimeo but gina macrius that's what it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome Well, thanks so much for doing this. Well, thank this you was guys. super fun. Well, yeah, I had a good time. Thank I'm you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you made it this far, thanks for listening to the episode. Consider giving us a rating on iTunes and subscribing or following the podcast. Share this episode with your friends because word of mouth always helps. And if you want to discuss anything you heard on this episode or the previous ones, send us a message on Twitter at 2 Labs, and we'll see you in the next one.